0: We assume that this word is the place that you have invested your life and cast your life upon God's word. God says in Isaiah, I speak what is true and I speak what is right. So if we have cast our whole self upon his written word, spoken word, then that is the foundation. You know, we're told that his word is light. His word is like a sword. A very sharp sword; it's sharp on two sides. Um, the word is a bomb, and sometimes we need the the salve for those places where we're hurting. Um, we read in one place that the word is like a fire that burns and it purifies. And then the scripture that says that my word is like a gentle rain that falls on tender plants. And such a picture of, it's like we get, we get stronger and we can stand up straight. So the word is very, very Precious. And when we have cast our life upon God's word, if we're his child, we absolutely have surrendered all that we are. When, when that has been done, when we can believe that, that God is sovereign, that he does, he does what's good, He does what's best and he does what's right. If we can believe that God wounds, but the word says he heals with his hand. Isn't that a beautiful picture? He wounds his children, but he heals his children with his hand. If we can believe That God does work it all together for those that love him and that he's called according to his purpose. If we know that in the very depths of our soul, then the circumstances that come along as we live through the days and the nights, they're not going to destroy us because we have an anchor. And anchor holds. Uh, my Jerry has shared that scripture in um, Exodus 34 that says that God is gracious and he's merciful and his love is steadfast. And that's a picture of God's character. He's gracious, he's merciful, he's steadfast. And then... What is so much a strong picture in our minds, in our hearts, when we can't see, is the story in Luke, when Jesus was asleep in the boat, and the storm was raging, and Jesus was asleep, and the disciples were like, you know, how can you do this? But Jesus was asleep because he knew his father. He knew his father was. So he could sleep in the boat. So Mr. Nuenberg had said it would be helpful if you could tell us what it's been like for you to live the last two or three years in some of the circumstances and some of the storms that you have been through. So I'm going to try to do that, but I don't think about my circumstances as a trial, but the scripture uses the word trial, so I need to honor the word and tell you about my trials. I've, I've learned of two people since I've been in Greenville that are having trials. And I think they probably are spelt with a capital T. But I'm not sure that mine are. So I speak to you very respectfully and very carefully because there are people who are suffering and in such, such difficult places. Something that I think I'm going to stick in that's just important. Once you have made this decision in your life, that this is where you have cast your life, your whole life is cast upon who God is and, and upon his word. And you're his and he loves you and you love him. Once you've made that decision, in one sense, life from then on is rather simple because you've made the big decision. It's like if you went to Walmart this afternoon and the cashier only gave you uh, you know, maybe she gave you $2 back when you knew you only was supposed to have $0.37. Cents. And if you walked out with the $2, you would be stealing. So life is really simple. Even if it's raining, you just turn around and go back in and give her her money. Because the word had said, you shall not steal. If you're in an opportunity and you really would like to lie because you did something that you just really should not have done, life is really simple. You don't lie. So from that standpoint, you've made the decision. And the rest of life is not so complicated. So that's just good to remember. Um, I looked up the word trial in the dictionary just to see what Webster had to say. And he said that a trial was an action or a process That would test the quality of. So a trial's come to prove if we are genuine in our faith. So their purpose for coming is very good. We don't see that. Sometimes when a trial comes... We roll off the table. Did you ever know a compass? I don't even know if there are compasses in our technical world today, this technological world. Are there such things as compasses? Do you know compasses? You're looking at me like, I don't know. (laughs) Well, you know, a compass is the round thing, and if it was here on the table and I bumped it, it would roll off. And what would happen to the needle when it fell on the floor? It just would go every switch away, wouldn't it? But then after a moment, it would find north. So there are moments as God's children when we roll off the table like a compass and we can't get our bearings. And it takes a moment to get north. And I think we need to remember that as believers We're not always going to do it right. There's going to be moments when we lose our bearings and we just don't know which way is north. So that is good to remember. There were hard, difficult trials in our life before I had gray hair. They started a long time ago. But recently the things that have happened is that my husband's vision began to be dim just a bit one day so that I said I don't think you're seeing the side of the road real well today I'll drive. It was a very gradual beginning, a very gentle easy beginning and then one day we had an appointment with a gentleman from Baton Rouge who came with his white cane and we walked on the sidewalk on our street with a white cane and Jerry could not see. He was blind. Uh, We woke up one morning and I took a walk in our neighborhood and the water was coming and I went back home quickly and I said we need to get out of the chair and start lifting up the things that are down close to the floor because the water's coming. And the water came and washed away all the things that were on the floor. Then I went to the doctor and she said, Do you know the name of a breast surgeon? And this was after I had had a mammogram. And I said, no, I don't know the name of any breast surgeons. I guess you, you would have to know that. And I thought, I wonder why in my dickens this doctor is asking me if I know the name of a breast surgeon in Baton Rouge. I have no idea. And she said, I will find one for you. And I thought, I wonder why. She needs to know that. And then I learned later that she was looking for a doctor because I was going to need to have surgery because I had a cancerous tumor. We have a grandchild that is in such bondage. And we have a child whose heart has been broken. So that's where I live in recent days. But after the flood had seeped out of our home, I was able to go upstairs and literally climb over dining room tables and chairs and cupboards to get to the books that were over there. And I got Amy Carmichael's Daily Light now, Amy Carmichael's edges of his ways, I got Daily Light, and I got my Bible. And we would sit up in the bed, and I would read to Jerry in the morning the reading for the day in Daily Light. And this is what I read a few days after the flood. 1 Peter 1 6. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. there are times when we walk as God's children when we can't have the ability to have lots of words and we don't think with sharp, clear thoughts and God is not fretted with us because we can't speak lots of words to him So, for days and weeks, all I could say to him was, this needs to be, I don't like it. It wasn't what I would have chosen. But you know what? I knew about the guy who was asleep in the back of the boat. And so, all I could say was, this needs to be because God is sovereign. He does what's good. He does what's best. He does what's right because he sees the end from the beginning. He told me he saw the end from the beginning. He told me he was working it all together and it was going to be good, honorable to him and good for me that all I could say, this needs to be and I'm going to get up. And put on these scrubby clothes. And I'm going to go to that house. And I'm going to wipe up that nasty, nasty mud. And do it with peace and with a measure of joy. Years before, I'd been in a hospital with a young lady whose five-year-old was dying of cancer. And I was a little embarrassed to say at the time that I couldn't read lots of scripture and I couldn't think very clearly. So I would read the the bit of the word and then I would go to her and I would say, Today, the word is light. For wherever we walk today, God is light. And that was her only word. Now, I was too embarrassed to tell anybody, That I had not read chapters, but I knew he was light and that's all she could think. So if she had an appointment with a doctor or a nurse or there was an emergency or if we just sat under the sheet with Nathaniel and played games, we knew he was light and we were held because we knew about the man in the boat. And then, one morning I woke up early, about 2.15, because the phone was ringing. And I learned that the plane that was flying from Yemen back to the United States, that had my son on it, had gotten lost. And they couldn't find the plane. It was not on the radar. And... I remember putting the phone down and laying across the bed. You have to remember, I knew about the man in the boat. And I had said, and because of that, I leaned across the bed and I said, God, I thank you. Thank you because of what you're doing. It's good. And you're working it all together. And I blessed you because I knew about the man in the boat. Now, today, I'm praying about that scripture in Job. The one that says, We don't hear any cattle mooing in the stall. Have you all. Study that one yet. There's, there's no cattle in the stall. We can't hear them. And look at those grapevines. There's no fruit. And this. Someone wrote a song about in the 1800s. It's a beautiful picture. He wrote about the olive tree. And that the leaves have fallen down around the stem. And the leaves of the olive tree are on the ground. And so today, I'm praying because I look and touch the life of someone. And when I'm with her. We look at the barrel. Where the wheat is supposed to be. And the cruise where the oil is supposed to be. And the oil is almost gone. And we wonder if there's enough wheat grain left. To make any bread. But we rise up. In the night. And. And. And read these words. The peace of God. Passes understanding. It will guard your heart. He. Brings the deep things. Out of darkness. For the one who has no power. God will give strength and knowledge. Now. There's no power in all these little pieces of paper that I have. But when I do that, when I put them under my pillow at night so I can find them when it's dark, and I touch them, God knows that I'm saying, I trust you that you are working it all together, and it's going to honor you, and it's good. Now, I can't say that loudly, and I can't get up and walk around the house, because if I did, Jerry would know immediately that I was gone. But I can touch them, and I can say, God. Remember, so it's an expression to him that I'm trusting him and I'm not going to give up. It's important to pray the word text the word <laughs> to write the word to sing the word to give the word to read the word if you as a young person have read any of Amy Carmichael you know that she has a piece of prose that she wrote and it says um Before the winds that blow do cease, give me, O Lord, to sing a psalm. And I think it's very important as a believer that before the storm has stopped, before the winds that are blowing have stopped blowing, that it's important that we trust on this side Um, you all have met or will meet the gentleman who's going to play the piano and lead us in worship his name is Don Bingham and he gave me a cookie recipe several years ago and he told me exactly how to do it you do flour salt brown sugar sugar egg mix it with your hands and so when I do that sometimes it's just the stiffest stuff it won't it, it won't happen and it looks feels bad but if I keep working it it becomes soft and it all is smooth and it's pretty even though it's not cooked. And I think about that. There are times when we will be in places and you will be in places where it's just going to be coarse and... But God is working it all together. And these things must come so that it can be worked together to honor Him and be good for you. Uh, I have a young man that I know who had a mother who had some needs and he had talked to his friends and his friends had decided that they would help her and so he gave this young man a hundred dollar bill and he put it in his pocket the morning that he went to school and did not see his mother until late in the afternoon and the mother Did not have money for gas and groceries. And all day long, she had walked around her house. And sang, sung songs. And read the scriptures that she had pasted on her wall. She'd read the word. She'd gotten down on the red rug and surrendered again. Had had a joyful time of worship, all by herself. And that afternoon, when the young man came home, he said, "I've I've got." I've got something for you in my pocket. And he gave her the $100 bill. Now, the point of all that is, is that before the winds that blow do cease, before we see how God's working it all together, we need, a, and the Word tells us, our faith is... Must be expressed. We have to walk. And believe. And faith. Before. And I've, (coughs) I've lived long enough. To know. That if we. And you. Will obey today. What we believe. That God is telling us to do. It's best we know. And we don't always hear him right. But best we know. If we're abiding, and our hands are right before Him, if we're abiding, and our hearts and hands are right before Him, it's best we know. If we can obey today, then when we find ourselves in a predicament six months from now, our three hours from now we will be ready to step into that we'll be ready to lean into that because we were in the right place at the right time perhaps you have heard Michael grow when he said I wasn't walking on the wrong path. I wasn't walking in rebellion and screaming and kicking because of where God had me. I was walking in righteousness in the path that God had chosen for me when I got sick. So, today, walk as God instructs you. And then when the storm comes it will be the most natural thing for you to do to give him thanksgiving and worship and to walk in obedience without fear. When we were sitting on the interstate for two days and there was water on the right of us and the left of us and behind us and before us and there was No public facilities. (laughs) It's just... (coughs) um, I'm trying to think of a word because this is being recorded. I'm trying to come up with a word that would be appropriate if somebody listened to it that did not know this situation. Um... It's just uh, delightful, the innovative ways that God can meet your needs as a female when you're in a truck with two men for two days and there's no public restroom. Anyway, because remembering this that held my heart and my mind It was the loveliest night because you could hear the crickets and the frogs and the children laughing and people in the distance talking. So we sat on the interstate with the windows rolled down and didn't sleep and found the the wonder of that night, the two nights. We walked along the interstate and asked for crackers so that I could feed my husband. I walked across the interstate and all the cars and the people to the water and poured out my little bottle and the ladies said, Because their Tupperware wasn't working very well. And when it was all over, I texted some of the kids and said, Let me tell you about the night. And they said back to me, Mother, you have got to stop saying those adjectives. They thought we'd washed off in the Gulf of Mexico. So they're like, stop saying it was such a wonderful night. Stop saying that you knew that you weren't afraid and that you could hear the crickets and the children laughing. But it was, I cannot tell you that though we were, we, we knew no fear. It was, it was the sweetest. But only because we had walked upon these promises Mm -hmm. and God had proven them true yesterday and the day before and 10 years and 3 months. So for that day and night it was like we were walking on the foundation of knowing that he was trustworthy and he was steadfast. And he loved us. And he was doing what was best if it needed to be. Years and years and years ago, there was a precious man that came to our house from England. And he told us that we should have a gallery of pictures. And he said, every time you get into a situation and you think, oh, God. You surely are not adequate for this. Trust him as you walk through it day by day. Obey him. Pray his promises. Honor him. Submit to him. And then you get beyond that and you're just amazed at what God did. Frame that picture. Hang it on your wall. And don't you know, six weeks from now, something else comes up that was, is worse than that one a few weeks back. And you think, uh, I'm sure God can't do this. This is really beyond. But you, you, you pray His promises. And by the way, We can't trust our own judgment. It's much safer to pray His promises than our thoughts. We just can't trust our thinking. So don't just open it up and say, Mm, this sounds really nice for today. I think I'll, this is easy. I'll ask God to do this No, But in your regular reading, God will speak to your heart. And pray his promises. So, six weeks from now, this comes up and you think, ah, God can't do this. But you obey him. You pray his word. You act in obedience when he shows you the next thing to do. Your act of obedience is an expression of saying, God, I'm trusting you. He requires that we obey him and act with our bodies It's an expression that we're trusting him. And don't you know, God takes that situation and shapes it and works it together. And we walk through it and he's honored and it's good for us. So we have another picture. So because I have so many pictures in my gallery that demonstrate God's steadfast love and his faithfulness. I could listen to the birds and not be afraid. Now, there have been times I've rolled off the table and my needle is not known where north was. I think these days God sees that it need be it's A very fragile gift that God gives us when he lets us love and care and give our hearts. It's a very fragile, precious gift. And we lean into it. And don't kick. (laughs) We can't see the end from the beginning. Someone wrote some prose. And I can only give you a few words. So you have to make the first of the sentence for yourself. But it says that when it, the thing that needed to be, when it reaches us, it reached us as a solemn joy. Is that not a picture? It comes to us because it needs to be. And we don't have to know why. But God brings it to us because he knows it needs to be. And it's making us like Jesus. And that's what we have all said that we want to be like Jesus. So he knows that it needs to be. And so he brings it. And when it comes, it reaches us like a solemn joy. And when our hearts are broken, and when you wake up one morning and you cannot get your breath, Because you think you shall surely die with sorrow and grief and pain and hurt. You'll remember that God is sovereign. He's your Father. And he loves you. And you lo- you've purposed to love him. And you'll remember the man that's slept in the boat. <laughs> and you'll remember that he's your anchor. I have a little granddaughter who's 15 now. And when she was young, five or six, she could not get the concept of morning and night. She could not understand hours. And so when they wanted to get her dressed, she could not grasp what it was going to feel like to go at the door. So she would open the door and go out on the sidewalk and say, I need to feel it with my feet. And when she could feel the morning and the cement and the air, Then she knew it was the morning and she knew it was time to put her shoes on. But she needed to feel it with her feet. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when it's very dark, and it will be dark in your world, there will be days, if they have not already been, there will be days when it will be dark. And you'll need to go out at night and look up at the sky. And you'll see the stars. And you'll remember. And I go out in the morning and stand on my sidewalk. And do you know... (laughs) I will soon have another birthday in the summer and I have not woken up one morning in all these years that the sun has not come up and there's never been a night that I could not find a star it's like God is putting the 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 day to quiet and rest and it's he's still holding it and it's dark as painful as scary as ugly as the circumstances are it's like he's still got it and the sun has come up every morning that I've awakened All these years, and my friend gave me this about three weeks ago. If you are privileged to have a friend. That you can pray with. It is a very precious, precious gift. And when you leave EI, they probably won't be quite so easy to find. But I have one. And sometimes we say to each other, listen. Because I want to say this out loud and sometimes she'll say to me Jerry I got to say this out loud today we don't say it to anybody else but sometimes you just need to say it out loud anyway this is where I have lived for the last three weeks And there's no power in this little piece of paper. There's no authority in the pen that she used or the script. There's no uh, nothing in the font that the scripture might be written in that we choose to use on our computer. But God knows that this is an expression of my heart. And that I some things I cannot see and some things that are so painful. But I remember that man who's asleep in the boat and I know he's doing what's good for me and what's best and what's right. So I find joy and peace in that. And so, Psalm 71, verse 14 and 15. But, but, even though this needs to be, but, but in spite of, but I will hope continually. But I will hope continually and I will praise you more and more. And there's a lot of nourishment. a little bit of manna that God will give every day and you can live on it for days and weeks but I will hope continually in you and I will sing and praise you more and more